Welcome to the Content Marketing Mastery Podcast. It's like an energy shift. So it. It's all yeah. energy. Yeah. They just get it. It's like sending out radio frequencies and matching with the right people. I would never start from zero. I would always find someone that's already doing exactly what I want. Where we give valuable tips for your own content strategy so that you create better content and reach more people and help more clients. Yuck Up, the host of this podcast, interviews thought leaders within the content marketing and PR scene and supports you with key learnings for your business. Now, enjoy the podcast episode. And I'm helping small and medium enterprises with their content strategy, especially, yeah, consultants and business coaches. I'm helping these people to generate better content and find their dream clients. And clients, these are this is the topic that I want to speak about today. So I chose the topic and um, named it "Who I." don't work i don't want to work with so who are the people that i don't want to work with and i'm going to explain this concept and why in my opinion it is also very important to think about the people that you want to push away so it's not always about creating the avatar the perfect the dream client it's also about thinking who is not your client that's also very important so first of all, thank you for being here. If you have any questions, so yesterday we had very very chatty time, so I got many questions and also uh, a lot of feedback. Really appreciate this. If you have any questions, please let me know. Type it under this video so you can just type it and uh, ask any questions that you have. I'm going to answer them. Or you can also come into the show and ask face-to-face -face, uh, questions and yeah it would be also cool there's also a link that i post below this video or on the right side of this video on on linkedin so if you need something or do you want to know something about content content marketing or pr then would love to help you with okay so why is it important to think about who you don't want to work with so let me describe this in in a comparison so in in my old days my old life so to say when i was an employee i worked for a company i worked for an agency or a publishing house a publisher a magazine publisher and 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 uh yeah places like this it was always you're sitting and you're doing stuff and your boss is coming and saying, yeah, we have to do this and that. You have to work with this person or that person. So I, I'm very reactive. So it's not like that I think, and so who do I want to work with? It's not, it's not an option. So when you're an employee, it's, you, you don't choose this. So people are coming to you. And I mean, this is good and bad. It's good that you don't have to worry about uh, uh, having projects. And the bad thing is, you can't choose who you want to work with. I mean, there are people out there I really don't like. <laughs> That's human nature. So uh, it's always uh, um, a topic of do, do we trust each other and do we like each other? And if your boss says you have to do this, I can't, yeah, I don't have arguments to counter this or, or say, no, I, I'm not going to do this. So it's not an option. And a cool way now is working as an uh, as an entrepreneur. You can choose one hundred percent 
who you want to work with. You can choose this and and define this in your own terms. And and it's always, I mean, this person also wants, uh, is the question, is he or she, does she or he wants to work with you also? Does that, but that, that, that's another topic. But that's the cool thing, and that's the that's the new world or the the my new life, so that I can choose myself. And this is this is really amazing, and and I recommend this that you can choose yourself. So, and this is something that entrepreneurs and marketers or marketing courses always selling. Okay, who's your ideal client? Who's your avatar? Who do you want to work with? And it's fine to do all these. Yeah, practices and all these writing exercises to define your ideal client, which is, this is very important. And I do this also, but I also identified, okay, and which is a good practice also, who's, who's your un, anti ideal client? Who do you, who don't, who do you not want to work with? So who are these uh, guys, these people? And I want to share some of my own lessons, so uh, how I would answer this, so that you get a perspective of how you should or how you could also answer this question. So um, I have three little stories for you for today. So and then basically I'm also show you how I identify my ideal client. So first of all, I um, this was uh, at the beginning of my journey when I started. Uh, my freelancer journey so i had this um yeah i had this contact and this is basically i don't mention any names but uh it was a real estate agency and i said okay cool we can arrange a meeting a zoom call i mean i i'm not going to drive there so that's the old world i'm not going there and meeting them in their office because we have covid so let's arrange a zoom meeting And then uh, we caught, we spoke, we chatted about LinkedIn, and he said, "Yeah, okay, uh, my boss will be also there. Uh, uh, at the moment, it's a little bit tough to arrange a meeting." And I said, "Okay." And okay, then just let me know when you are available, and yeah, I we can I can book uh, uh, on your schedule. Uh, do, what kind of booking tool do you use? And he said, "Okay, we we don't use any booking tools." Okay. Yeah, okay. And how are we going to uh, schedule a, a meeting? Yeah, I, I will let you know. Okay, nice. And then after that, nothing happened, of course. And after a week or something, I did a follow-up. So I wrote, hey, what's going on? How are you doing, guys? And uh, still interested to speak uh, with each other? And he said, yeah, um, can we also meet you in person? So we will be uh, around your corner on, on Saturday. I said, okay, uh, for sure. And then it was, no, uh, no, sorry, it wasn't Saturday. I have to arrange something new and we will come back to you. I said, okay. I have this booking tool. I sent him this link. You can arrange any, any, any time you want, okay? That's, this is the... I'm using this booking tool that you can book a time slot so that we can speak. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Okay, we'll come back to you. And then after one more week or something, I made another follow-up and asked for another schedule. And he said, oh, yeah, sorry. Okay, we can do this on 
on Tuesday. I don't, I can't remember what day. And I said, okay, perfect. Okay. What does this illustrate to me? Okay. If you don't have any schedule tools on a, this is a digital tool, but, uh, I mean, it's not like, it's not rocket science. You can integrate this oftentimes also for free on your website or uh, use it also on social media or something. So if you don't have this, I mean, yeah, it's pretty hard to schedule a time slot. I mean, we were, this, these guys are from Germany and hey, we have one hi from Menu Kashap. I hope I pronounce your name the right way. Probably not. I'm already sorry for this, but I hope you have a wonderful day. So if you have any questions about content or PR, just let me know. So uh, this illustrates to me that this person doesn't have any booking or online booking tools. And way back at the, at, at the beginning, that's fine to speak with these kind of people because you're taking all people that you have. But uh, I mean, this person is also living in the same city like I am doing. And we don't have any time zone difference. So in my podcast, Content Marketing Mastery, I'm interviewing people in Australia or mainly also in the US. So if I don't use any booking tools, how I'm going to come up with the, all the time zones and the time differences? This will be very tough, right? So this already shows me, okay, this guy is maybe good on a local level and he's doing a fine job. No worries about this, but he's not, he's not, doesn't have the big picture and and is not so interested in 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 uh, clients on an international level so and we never made business so it was just a conversation but after that nothing happened so this shows me uh, one more thing if you have a zoom call and you don't have earphones or a good mic and the sound quality is bad this is another thing that that showed me okay these guys are not ready for scaling their digital business. They're just starting out and that's not for me. So you have to figure out the technology infrastructure, the, the basics before, before I work with you. But otherwise it will be, it will be very painful. It, it, it will be very slow, very painful, and this will not work. So this is story number one, okay? And um, story number two is another business owner. And um, yeah, I it, it, this person contacted me and I said, oh, cool, cool business, interesting. And I Googled his and, or uh, uh, yeah, I Googled, it's, it's, a, it's a he, <laughs> he's a he. Uh, I, go, I Googled his name and couldn't find any information about mailing address or uh, any website or how the name of the business and i thought okay um yeah we have we have a lot of work to do when it comes to content i mean if your business is not found on the web how uh, do you think uh, uh, people coming should come to you and find you and i also said this on the phone and he said well never forget i am actually proud of not being found and i thought Okay, yeah, that's that's my privacy thing. And I thought, okay, yeah, then, yeah, that's how it is. But then, actually, 
we are not going to work together. <laughs> Sorry. I don't want you as a client. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, my clients, they, they have an interest to be in the public, to be in the media, to, to push their agenda, to push their products and the services because they are proud of it, because they want to share it with other people. Otherwise, I mean, if you want to be on the second line, okay, that's fine, but that's not for me. That's So this also showed me, okay, this is also not somebody that I want to work with. And why, why do I am telling these stories, by the way? I am creating my own content masterclass and I'm thinking about a very, I, yeah, I'm, I'm repurposing my ideal client. And I thought about these stories and uh, they are very important. So you have to think about these kind of stories and um, who you want to work with and who you don't want to work with. That's very important. So that was the second story. And the third happened today and makes me very angry, okay? It's, these are the, all the pitches that you get, especially on LinkedIn these days. I'm, I'm getting, so I'm, on, I'm live, I'm posting videos, I'm speaking with people. So people are sending me connections, uh, invitations, uh, friendship connections. And uh, basically, I'm open. Yeah, it doesn't mean that I accept all profiles and all contacts, because sometimes when people, for example, they, if they don't have a, a picture, I say, well, no, sorry. But you have to have to have the time to add your picture to your LinkedIn profile. If you don't do this, I think we will not be a good match okay that's a minimum standard uh, some people don't have a picture i don't know why so anyway and uh, if they sent me a connection uh, invitation i normally accept it and what happens after this is very important and i also made another live show about this uh, topic they immediately pitch me they they sent me hey i'm uh, most of them i'm i'm writing uh, hey how are you doing And then they pitch. Yeah, I have an agency and I create blog articles and do it very cheap. Are you interested? <laughs> I mean, what, what is going on with you guys? If you meet somebody on the street for the first time, would you pitch him or her? No, you would not. So why are you doing this on LinkedIn or on other digital tools? That's just stupid. That's just stupid. And I'm going to show you also, I'm proving it, that somebody pitched me today. And that's also the reason why I wanted to speak about this topic. So just a second, I'm going to share my screen. So. So you can see now, ah, cool. Yeah, you can see now uh, a screenshot I just make it a little bit bigger. So this happened today, okay? That's the reason why I'm speaking about. So I don't uh, mention the name and I really, yeah, that's, I don't mention the business, but if you read it, you will get uh, get an idea of who it could be. So uh, basically I got this connection, this invitation and I accepted it. And I was the first who uh, asked a question, yeah? So normally if I, Uh, sent an invitation to somebody, I'm asking all the questions. So why I sent this invitation or something. So basically, this is the first lines that I got. Honestly, uh, really, the truth, okay? That's 
the first things that, that I got. So I'm writing, hey, how are you doing? And he's, uh, he's answering, actually, I'm a guest post service provider and a unique content writer. I have 5,000 plus very good quality sites for guest posts. If you are interested, please send me your email ID. I will send you my sites list. Waiting for feedback. Thanks. And I'm answering, no, thanks. I'm not interested. And he's asking, why? And I'm asking, and that's the important lesson and part of, uh, of my third lesson. I don't work with people who immediately pitch me when we get in contact. Sorry, this is unprofessional. You're not ready. This is honestly what I think about cold pitches on social media. I don't trust these people. I don't want to work with these people. Sorry. And maybe this is a little bit hard and uh, people say, well, Jakob, you don't know and stuff like that. But um, sorry, I really, I, I'm not, I'm not interested. These, these people, maybe they are doing a good job and doing good things, but this is for me, for me, th this is not a foundation to speak with somebody and make business with this person. It's not. This is also the old world, the old world of how to get customer yeah i'm not i don't want to live in this world i don't want to w work with these kind of people <clears throat> so this was a little bit uh normally i am very optimistic and this was a little bit more negative but i also want to share some some ideas how you find the ideal people so how i am doing this yeah so basically the best way in my opinion is to start your own podcast. So your podcast is a gr great way to build a foundation with like-minded people. So what happens is, I'm, for example, I'm interviewing somebody and we, ha we have a really good time together and he's, he's crushing it with, uh, with his content and with, with the lessons that he is sharing. And I mean, I don't pitch him or her, yeah? I'm just giving value or uh, asking good questions, being a great host and sharing this with him. So I'm giving him all the marketing material and we built a foundation together and I'm posting the podcast. So it, it's a lot of work that I'm doing already upfront. That's true. But for me, it's also a sign, okay, do I want to work with this person? So the podcast is a great way to identify, do I want to work with this person? Because you can feel something, uh, you, uh, did you have uh, fun? Is this person, um, uh, has this person more experience than I have? Can I learn something from this person? And then, of course, uh, asking also, is it okay if I can send you an offer? I think I can help you in this area or in that area. And if, if the person says yes, then I'm sending an offer. That's basically how I am doing this. So uh, in my case, for example, I had one of my first US clients. I interviewed this person and this person is also a business coach. And, uh, and then I just made him follow up. And then now we are in business. I'm, I'm, I'm doing things for, for him. So, and I'm also learning. I mean, this person is also creating already content. And this is something that I identified for myself. Okay, my ideal client is already creating video material, good videos. So this person is good in starting things and creating video content and engaging with the audience, but he's, he's not that good at the back end. So uh, when it comes to organizing the content, 
structuring the content in as an as an editorial plan for example for the next couple of weeks and months so what to post on which channel on on what date things like this yeah so i'm helping with th these kinds of things and the, the podcast helped me not only to identify my target audience but also get in business with this person because he or he also knows me yeah It's not like that I'm uh, I'm I'm pitching everybody that I'm interviewing in my podcast, but it it gives me a very it gives me good understanding about my audience and what is important for him or her and how I can help him and her. Yeah, does this make sense for you? Just let me know. Yeah, so for me, for example, it helped uh, to identify. Uh, what kind of digital tools uh, my target audience is using. So my ideal client is a business owner, is, is a consultant, a business coach, helps other people to start their own business or be become a successful entrepreneur, creating already video content and also uh, offers a membership site. So this uh, my, my ideal client is using a, a tool like Kajabi or Katra. These are tools that you can Uh, book it's a, a service as a software as a service company <laughs> so you can you can take these uh, software and create your own membership area and my ideal client is using these kind of things so they, they so that uh, his clients has an uh, email address and can log in 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 his own membership area and consume uh, online courses or can download books and 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 or online trainings and things like that. So that's the ideal client that I want to work with because from these people I'm also learning a lot. So they I'm uh, they are oftentimes older than me, so between yeah the uh, around their 40s, so between 40 and 45 or something like that and uh they uh, they are already in business longer than sometimes i am alive so <laughs> i can learn uh, things from that them and i can identify very fast how i can help them uh, with my digital knowledge that i have that i grew up with so i hope this helps so uh, it shouldn't uh, i didn't want to be too pessimistic so i mean i also get very good approaches on linkedin from time to time <laughs> so but in the in the last couple of weeks there were all these bad pitches and i just wanted to share this with you because i think this i mean i like the linkedin community and i'm i'm getting um really cool uh, connections and I, i appreciate also the people that i'm meeting there but from time to time and in the last couple of weeks it was more there are also these kind of bad approaches Cool, we have a question. Menu is asking, which type video content is good used to promotion? So here's uh, important to uh, to be very specific about promotion. What promotion? <laughs> I mean, do you want to promote your membership area? Do you want to uh, sell an ebook? Uh, do you want to, um, yeah, I don't know. What, what is the product or what is the service? In my opinion, you can type it, uh, your exact product menu, then I can answer it in more detail. But in my, in my opinion, video content is uh, 
it's just great to establish your personal brand. And this is more important than just to say, hey, this is my book, please buy it. Okay? Because uh, through personal branding, you can uh, push your services and your products. And um, when you are seen on the video, that's the important thing. So it should not be just a screen. You should be also seen so that people can see you and uh, have this feeling, okay, I can trust this person. When, it's when it comes to type of video, um, do you, maybe you mean uh, there are different types of videos, for example, um, where you just have the screen. So, for example, what I did with the screen share so that people only hear your voice or being in front of the camera. And I always recommend to be in front of the camera. That's just more effective. So people can feel you and also see you. A feeling, not really feeling, but they have uh, they have a feeling how you look like and how uh, how yeah where you live or something is in the background. This is a real picture, by the way. It's not virtual, and uh, so they get a better taste of who you are. Okay, does this make sense for you? And you just let me know in the in the comment section. Yeah, I think video content is just. I mean, these days it's so easy to start with video content. It's it's just getting easier and easier. I mean, you if you have a smartphone, you can start with your smartphone creating video material. I'm using this also with my smartphone. For example, on LinkedIn, I'm uh, sending video messages because it's it's faster and people can see me and they're instantly uh, connecting with with me instead of just typing. When I'm when I'm typing, it's more time consuming. I have to check uh, errors or things like that, grammar. And when I take a video, I'm just it's my spoken language. It's much more, uh, yeah. It's it's just warmer to people, and I am also faster. I can create five or six video messages within a few minutes, and yeah, and people also have this feeling it's it is personalized, which is also important. I mean, these days. Yeah, that's, that's important to to have a personal message to people. Yeah, yeah. I started with video way back. Uh, I I I had my first TV experience two thousand nine. So I wanted to become a journalist and worked different stages for newspapers, TV stations, online platforms, online magazines, uh, print magazines, and uh, yeah, two thousand nine. I had my first experience with uh, on a on a TV station, a journalism TV station. And way back, I recognized, okay, I have to be good in not only behind the camera with asking questions, but also in front of the camera. So that's very important that you that you create a relationship through uh, through the videos that you're producing. And that's it's hard. You have to train it. You have to stay in front of the camera. And the first videos are very bad. And uh, yeah tough to do and you don't want to listen to yourself but you will get better and better by the way one good advice when it comes to video content when you want to create and improve your video uh, creating skills is thinking about one shots so creating one shot videos so without editing i'm creating the videos for example this live video it's i can't edit this i can't go back and say well, uh, 
how about this or that? No, this is not possible. So always have to mind that you have, this is a skill that you can train and become better. And when you think like uh, on a keynote, you can't go back on a keynote and say something in a different way. You have to go with the flow. And the same is true to video. When you become better on video, then you will improve also your keynote speaking skills. You will automatically become better. Yeah, because you you deliver, and that's also the important thing that you just train it. Okay, so are there any more questions? So far, we are fine, I think. I hope Menu uh, just answered your question. Just let me know. You can also type under this video. So if there are any more questions, just let me know. I will just do a screenshot of the question. So maybe I do another session about this topic. And yeah, I hope this serves you and helped you. And yes, uh, see you next week. So on Tuesday, I will have another live session. Have a wonderful weekend and see you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Content Marketing Mastery. If you have any questions, just send a voice message through Anchor. And if you liked what you heard, we would love to get a review from you. You can also download a free white paper, five lessons on how to create content and monetize your knowledge on our website, contentmentoring.com. Thanks and best.